Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Three Devs and a Maybe. And today we have Fraser Hart. Hello. Hi. Uh, Ed Mann. Hello. And our very special guest returned, uh, Phil Sturgeon. How are you doing? Hello there. Not too bad, sir. Good, good. Uh, yeah, so I really don't know what the, uh, the plan is for today. I don't know if we've got any uh, topics or it's just a general catch-up with Phil. But um, uh, shall we start off? I, Fraser, we've not had you on the show for a while, actually. You've been a bit absent. Yeah, so, a couple uh, of weeks. I've been absent the last couple of weekends. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think what remarkable stuff I've been doing. Um, I've been yeah. still building... Uh, canvas games like slot games and stuff um in my, yep. in my job really good it's getting kind of busy because the deadline's getting a bit close and uh yeah there's a couple of the, a couple of us working on this project so we've been kind of working together to try and merge everything together today um which has been a bit stressful so i stayed behind like another hour after work today um yeah. but yeah no it's all going really really well uh really enjoying the job still um and yeah just generally loving life to be honest with you it's good yeah. Well, thanks for rubbing it in. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> <laughs> has it been a bit of a uh, baptism of fire like uh in terms of like what you've learned like since you've been there like it's already not been, it's not been as scary as i was expecting it to be um yeah because yeah they they kind of eased me in very very gently because the first couple of weeks they just wanted me to sit there and do backbone tutorials which was more than fine by me so i sat down and went through <laughs> a lot of uh code yeah. school uh, tutorials for a couple of weeks and that was really good um and then we've started using this uh this game f- uh, framework phaser.js okay um, so yeah, we've been using that, and no one in the in the office has used it before. So we're all kind of learning at the same at the same rate. So it's really kind of nice to be able to jump on board at the first stop and and kind of get going, and not have to to jump in like halfway down the line when everyone's really competent with it, and kind of feeling like an idiot for a, a few weeks until they get up to speed with it. So it's been really really cool, um, and because everyone's learning at the same speed, we can bounce off of each other and uh, and yeah, really picking up quite quickly. It's, it's really good. Awesome. Yeah. And how about you, Ed? I feel like I only probably spoke to you. Well, it probably was about a week ago, actually, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I was working from home last week, which was yeah. good remote. That was interesting. Uh, How did you manage that? It was, it was all right, yeah. Like, hip chat's pretty good for video. I was quite surprised. Um, like, yeah, the morning check-ins was quite interesting, like getting out of bed at 9 and then having to get up, you know, get to the, get to the computer for 9.30. It was hard. You know, yeah. you have to get to the computer, at least put <laughs> a, a top way, on. It? You have to put a top on, you know, and little do they know <laughs> that I wasn't wearing anything, you know, other than you the You don't even have to do that in the office, do you? No, exactly. I just go, you've no. Got, oh, you've got to make sure there's no reflective surfaces in the back. That is a good <laughs> shout, man, yeah. Um, and I, I realised that, that I, I mean, I've just moved into this place, but they, I haven't got a lampshade, like a shade for my thing, and they kept pointing it out through the video conversations that we had. It was the whole thing, so I think they're going to get me a lampshade, which is nice. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's about it, really. It's been normal week at work. Um, on the side, finished the Software Craftsman book. Really good. Sandra Mancusa book. Really awesome. I want you, Mickey, try to pester your mate, hopefully to yeah. get him on the show. That'd be really cool. I will um, do. I'll awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's about it for me, man. What does the um, the book cover and all that? Is it design patterns, all that kind of stuff? No, or? so it's, you know, the Agile Manifesto? Roughly, like from yeah. like early 2000s it's like kind of like where that left off and we had like this agile hangover in quotes where people were doing the methodologies but they weren't actually looking after the code and then people realized actually we can't just you know have like 
that the idea was if you had more, you know, whiteboards, if you had more, you know, magnets, if you had more cards, you know, you were agile. It was well good. I'm agile, man. Um, <laughs> they realized actually the code suffered still and we were producing crap still. Uh, and it was because they weren't dealing with the XP stuff. And software craftsmanship is kind of like this. It's a really cool philosophy, but I think like... It kind of turns into a bit like people think they're higher and mighty, but the idea of being a software craftsman is that you don't, you're not higher and mighty, you just want to learn. Mm. And it's like mastering your, your trade. It's a bit weird, but it's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Okay, well, uh, uh, Phil, uh, what are you up to at the moment? Obviously, I know you're, uh, you're back in the US. How's that all going? Yeah, uh, I mean, in the immediate short term, um, I've managed to crack some ribs snowboarding because I'm shit at it and I should probably stick to skiing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How the hell did you do it? Like, so, what, was this like in the last day or? Uh, it was day? last weekend, but uh, I had oh, my painkillers that I had before run out and then uh, I, I kind of experienced it in the raw, as it were, and it's awful. So I just went running to the, uh, to the doctors to get more painkillers and now I feel great. Uh, <laughs> in, the, in the slightly longer term, yeah, I've moved back to, uh, I think the last time I spoke to you guys, I was kind of uh, stuck in the UK in limbo, waiting on my new visa and my new job and all that jazz. Um, I'm finally, finally back in, in America, brand new job. We've been going um, pretty well, got a great team. Uh, my visa's all good and, uh, and things are looking up. But I'm interested, how have you worked out with, with visas and stuff? Uh, <laughs> really well, really well. Is that something we shouldn't be talking about? <laughs> it's just a really long story, man. I mean, I, the, the main problem was I got back over here on an O1 visa. O1s are really hard to get. You have to get loads of, letter of letters of support and, and stuff saying that you're pretty good at programming or whatever. Okay. Um, and it took a really long time to get, um, like nine months, $8,000 uh, of company money. Lots and lots of me begging and moaning and getting every single... If you can think of anyone in the PHP community, they wrote me a letter and I owe them a bottle of whiskey. Like yeah. it's a, It was really stressful. Um, I finally got it and about three weeks later, the company I went to work for went bankrupt. Fucking startup. Oh. So uh, I, I then had to speak at this conference in Spain and after I returned, I wasn't allowed back in the country. So uh, I had to, uh, I had to go, uh, come into America on holiday and then I wasn't legally allowed to work for three months. So I've had a bit of a time um but i'm now back with a, new, with a new visa and a new job and i'm not going to any more bloody conferences overseas <laughs> until i've got a green card fraser <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you've uh, had an accident snowboarding haven't you i have yeah um yeah, yeah I, I got taken off the mountain on a stretcher what was that what was <laughs> oh, that uh, sorry what what was the question what happened Oh, what happened? Um, yeah, kind of. It was the first run of the day, and with a, a good mate of mine, and we we're kind of a little bit competitive with each other. So we got up the hill, got off the lift, and it was a little bit foggy, and I went off a kind of a cliff thing that I didn't see and landed on my neck. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, oh. So I had a, a neck brace on for a couple of days, but yeah, it wasn't broken. It was just kind of I, I knocked myself out and had a sprained neck, and uh, yeah, got a ride down the hill in a in the stretcher. That's oh, pretty man. fun, man. I, yeah. I just I just walked down half of it. I, <laughs> I realized it was, I was being properly British about the situation. I was like, <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to put them out. I don't want to put them out. I'll just yeah, sorry. I'm really sorry about all this. And then and then for a while, I was like, oh, people might you know people might think I'm a bit of a twat, so I might just you know carry on snowboarding down, <laughs> just like holding my ribs, just snowboarding. <laughs> it's like, what's I've, I've wrong? I think I just winded few. myself. Yeah, because it really ribs. hurts as well. Because I, I broke ribs when I was like. Must have been fifteen or sixteen. Like fell off my bike and the pedal went into my ribs, and it was like it's the most insane thing because it hurts to breathe, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, so actually, that was one of the things they told me today. So I kind of ignored the pain. It didn't go to the doctors. Didn't do anything because I've cracked ribs and fractured ribs and you know sports and fights and whatever else. And I'm kind of don't really care about it. But um, 
uh, this time when the painkillers ran out, it, it was severe pain, like moving, lying down, standing up, anything hurt. Yeah. So I went to the doctors, they did some x-rays, and apparently I gave myself uh, a small amount of pneumonia through shallow breathing. <laughs> so because I was breathing so shallowly from the pain, yeah. I actually gave myself pneumonia. So oh, shit. fixing, oh. fixing that, that as well. off as well then. You know, it's like, yeah. yes, done that as well, checklist. So I am now also working remote. Mm. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, I'm not going to go in the office. It's kind of you know pneumonia, crack ribs. Probably not my best thing to do. It's not going to work out with my standing desk. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if it's hard enough as it is doing a standing desk, but crack ribs added onto it, probably not. Yeah, I've never tried one of those desks, and it's not something that appeals to me in the slightest. Like, do either of you guys use them on the reg? Uh, we've got them at my place. Um, I don't use them to be honest. I, I tried it once or twice, couldn't really get into it. Yeah, yeah. I, I did it for like a couple of months. I found that my the soles of my feet, like mm. at the beginning, just hurt like yeah, insane. Yeah, but yeah. you do get used to it, and it feels okay. And you do actually start moving around more. It is pretty bad how you yeah. mm. sit like really bad positions, you know. And, <laughs> and yeah. did it give you a really sweet bum as well? <laughs> yeah absolutely you know toning you know this is what you do it's like i mean have you ever tried to, oh, this sounds really weird like you know having like the exercise balls you know you see people yeah. on the exercise oh balls yeah yeah doing that yeah constantly yeah. working your core man that's yeah. what you should do yeah someone's got a um it's basically like a skateboard deck with uh this kind of roller underneath right. and they just balance on that and they just spend all day working on that and I, I had a little go at that and i've been using standing desk for a couple of weeks so i thought maybe i'll, I'll try it out and uh, I was just about just about balanced when I was just standing on the thing, staring at it and concentrating. <laughs> the second I reached for the keyboard, I went flying and nearly took out a coworker. It was insane. I don't know how you can work like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, Mickey, but, we never asked what you'd been doing for the last week. Uh, what have I been doing? Uh, yeah, just I'm still working on that um, e-commerce site. And uni-wise, I'm still getting to grips with uh, computer graphics and animation. Which I, I don't know if I'm enjoying or not. To be honest with you, well, um, I get it because they're not. It's no practical. It's all theory. Is that what I'm right in thinking? Uh, well, we've just been given our first assignment, and it's like basically you've got like this um, picture of an American diner, and you've now got to make like a 3D model of it using. Um, have you guys heard of Blender? Did I talk about it in the last podcast? I can't remember. Blender. But it, yes. It's open source software. Um, so yeah, I've got, but that's like fifty. Fifty uh, percent of the whole module is coursework. So basically, if you nail that, then you you know don't even bother going to exam. Have you have you but, decided on your? Oh, sorry, carry on. No, go on. I was My, saying, have you decided on your final year project? Like this is the big one, man. No, is- uh, not really, because it turns out if you want to do anything like your own idea, it's a bit of a nightmare jumping through the hoops and really? and then yeah, because you, you've got to find someone who's willing to um, like moderate it for you wow. and stuff. So. It's got to be something that one of the lecturers or professors is happy to, you know, um, do for you. So I think what they do is they give you a list of projects that the lecturers and, and people would <laughs> like want you, you to do. It's like, I can't yeah. be bothered to do this. Let's get these, like, you know, yeah, exactly. to do them instead. So, yeah, but project research is just the most boring module in the world. But, really? Uh, how, yeah. how are you enjoying university, like, life, like, still with master, doing the masters and stuff? I think cause I'm getting to the end. Um I think I've kind of had enough now, if I'm being honest. Like, I especially just you know becoming a dad for the first time and stuff. Like, you just want to spend all your time with your uh, 
Were you and you're with like twelve year olds, twelve year olds who are like screaming and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I've kind of had enough now. I, I've really enjoyed it, loved it, but um, I, I'd be happy to have a little bit of a break from education after I've done my final project. I'd still be tempted at some point to do like a PhD, but I'm talking maybe ten, fifteen years down the road, and you know. But yeah, it's been amazing and when I feel like how much I've learned in that amount of time but again it's tricky because you learn in such short bursts like you can't really become a master of each little subject you just kind of like learn a little bit about everything but you know yeah it has been a really great experience so I'd recommend it to anyone really that's cool man yeah 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 it's all good all good so Phil how was Sunshine PHP uh it's pretty good fun from what I remember um it was (laughs) So Sunshine PHP is is the only this, this sounds really arrogant, but it's the only conference I pay to go to. Like I'm lucky enough to to get uh, invited to a lot of of conferences to speak at and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of get my fill of conferences throughout the year yeah. generally. Um, but I'll always happily pay to go to Sunshine just because it's always a cracking laugh. And it comes in, uh, in in a time of year when New York is Baltic, and going down to Miami for a little bit of sunshine and hanging out in a hot tub is absolutely welcome. Yeah, because <laughs> New York's like one of those places where it's got like really extreme climate, hasn't it? It's like freezing in the winter and then really Absolutely. hot in the summer. And it's, yeah, incre- yeah. it's incredibly humid in the summer to the point yeah. where I'm, I'm cycling around on my bike and just like uh, like seeing black spots and f- and falling <laughs> off my bike with you know exposure to heat. Um, and in in the winter, you need hiking boots and like you need to wear everything North Face you own at the same time. It's <laughs> it's a really crazy difference. Were so you it's there nice for the to, recent bout of, of snow that they had because it was all over the it's news. It's been it's been non-existent. Um, I've been here throughout the snow that we were meant to have. Yeah, um, wow. but the, the the local news set it up as this really major thing, and then when nothing happened, they just tried to make it seem like something did happen. <laughs> Basically, all the all the weather pissed off to uh, to Boston, and they've been digging out their cars for the last three weeks, but we've had nothing. We've been pretty lucky. <laughs> oh, nice. But they're just trying to be like, yeah, no, no, we did. We did. Look yeah. at this. <laughs> I was world cold. Yeah. yeah. There's my jumpers yeah. and everything. <laughs> there was a really funny one. That, um, that, uh, I think it was Fox News. And they were saying, like, do not go out unless you have to. Unless you're an emergency vehicle, do not drive anywhere. Just stay at home and stay safe. And the next day, because, like, absolutely no, no snow happened, they were out in the snowmobile. And they were, they were driving <laughs> we, around. We've in already paid van. to rent this. We need to use it. <laughs> Yeah, just dri- driving around in his van, being like, "Yep, that's some pretty dangerous looking snow over there." Whoop, this is some ice. Well, like, get off the road to yourself, you jerk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, on the Sorry, subject of uh, about dev at all. <laughs> on the subject of conferences, um, for my to my shame, actually, I'm going to my first one next week. Going to the PHP UK conference in London. Is oh. that one that you've been to before? And do you recommend it, or is it a load of rubbish? Uh, no, I've heard good things about it. I've not been to it myself. Um, yeah. I wasn't super into conferences when I was back living in the UK. It's kind of yeah. come around since. So um, yeah, I've yeah. heard good things. I hope I hope to hear about it on on the podcast here. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I'll feedback whatever I uh, I hear. But yeah, I kind of I've heard all different things. That you know, some of these conferences are worth going to, and some of them are about the about the money. But I. You know, I'll keep yeah, uh, a lot of them get a bit more corporate. Like I've heard a lot of things like that about ZenCon, where it's it's kind of a very corporate situation. There's lots of booths and lots of very serious speakers, and and that's it. Uh, whereas Sunshine is is definitely more of a party that happens to have a conference at it. Yeah, um, we did a, a PHP town hall, and there was just like thirty people in the room. Forty people were all you know drinking and chatting away. Everyone's so shouting cool. out. 
um, loads of uncon stuff doing um, uh, these like silly quiz shows that I can't remember the name of. Uh, people just in the swimming pool, in the hot tub, someone lost some teeth. Um, diving, in, diving into the pool, they just like oh. took took the ends off their teeth. Oh, that's um, something. Oh, Ed, that might be cringe. You guys threw me. <laughs> that might not be such a pro, but it just you know there are a lot of people having a lot of fun. Basically, oh, that sounds oh, awesome. amazing. Yeah, yeah, you're not selling it to me at all. No, nah, it definitely <laughs> doesn't appeal to anyone. <laughs> that would be you, yeah. Ed. Hot tub, oh. yes. Dental damage, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, lasting damage. You know, it's like a little scar, maybe because you can remember it. But yeah, dental damage, maybe going back with that would not be that nice. Yeah. Like, Mickey, are you going to uh, do the thing of actually talking to other people? I think I say, am I doing a talk at the conference? Are like, you doing a talk at the conference? No one's going to, you know, just improv. like in, you know, improv. Yeah, yeah. Because why not? Uh, sorry, am I going to what? Are you going to like socialize? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to try. Yeah. I- I'm not really good I at can't do it at all. I find yeah, I it so hard to spark up conversation. I'm yeah. sure you're the complete opposite, Phil, where you can just start talking to anyone. But I, I am now because I have this luck of being known in the community. But before that, I was, it was really hard for me. And it still is sometimes. Um, like you're kind of walking around and there's people in their little groups and they're obviously scared of everyone as well. Um, so if they're by themselves and you start talking to them, it looks like you're trying to chat them up. And if yeah, that's exactly. If with, yeah. It's if like, I'm not a people, stalker. I just want to talk to someone look like I'm not, you know, on my own. Right. And if, <laughs> if they're in a group of people, then they're probably with their workmates or friends already. So why are you butting in on that? So what I used to do, which was like really difficult and very hit or miss, was just I'd go up to a random table full of people and just sit there. And I just like just go and like present myself to a group of strangers. And, like before anyone knew who the crap I was, um, I still do it now sometimes. And and sometimes it really works out. Sometimes people will just like put on a big smile and they're like, oh, uh, I do this. And you start chatting and you've got loads in common because you're at the same boring ass conference <laughs> talking about talking about code. Obviously, you've got a lot in common. Yeah. Um, or you just go sit in the bar and then make some friends that way. But it, it's really hard. I've always had a hard time with it. No, that's interesting because it's like I always feel like imposter syndrome almost. You're just like kind of thinking, <laughs> oh, yeah, people are much better than me. If I go and yeah. start talking to them, they're going to find me out or something. <laughs> uh, well no i mean if, if if you're talking to someone and they start being like oh you're not very good then you've just found yourself a twat so yeah, don't bother like, talking you're to a dick. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't be, you don't want to be friends with someone that sucks so they start giving you a hard time and just move along that's true that's a very very i like that that's words of wisdom right there you're a dick <laughs> <laughs> you suck <laughs> right i might be i might be relatively new at this whole programming thing but you seem quite experienced in being a twat so uh <laughs> that. i'll make a great t-shirt i want that yeah, That's I guess awesome. that is my fear. Actually, it's pretty perhaps talking to someone uh, you know they they know way more than I do. But then again, well, that, that's the point of going to a conference, right? To learn from people who know See, more that, than you do. So. Yeah, that, I think that is. And like I've done it a couple of times where I've kind of bitten my lip and thought, no, I'm just going to go in and dive in and just talk to someone, and it yeah. works out most of the time. Like if they yep. shun you, then you're just going to be like, well, okay, you're a dick. Yeah, yeah. That, that really is it. Like you right. just, you know, if if, yeah. ever, if any of you guys ever been hitchhiking. No, like no, proper no. hitchhiking out in the middle of bloody nowhere. Well, it's just like that. So when I've been like hitchhiking, like stuck in the middle of the Canadian Rockies somewhere and it's like cold and wet and I've got no money and it sucks. Um, and I've been trying to get to wherever I'm going because I've already paid for the room and that was the last cash I had. So <laughs> and I've been like stuck in the middle of nowhere trying to get somewhere and you stick there, with, you stand there with your thumb out and like every single time someone drives past, you're like, oh, they don't like me. Um, and you get this like feeling of rejection, which is obviously dumb, but you get this feeling of rejection. And then like after a while, someone picks you up. And, and it's the same thing at conferences. Like if the first five, six people are rude, 
doesn't really matter because the seventh person might be the best person you've ever met and that could be someone that you end up working in open source with or you know doing something fun with um, you could also so, be a rapist and a murderer <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, that's really true man no it's so true that you know it is like as you say hit or miss with all these things and conferences i, I did find like you know because I, I went to my first conference last year and it was intimidating you do feel like whoa and it's like the first time you're actually with all these people and you're with people you know through twitter and you've seen on twitter and you're like ah, i'm gonna just start talking to you and you do start talking to them and actually they like you're actually a human being this is normal. You know, normally it's like, yeah, you're just a normal person. It's not, you know, we always have like this fame in our little community that we have, our bubble. Yeah. But yeah, it is funny that we kind of, yeah, assume that people are going to be negative when actually they're not. Right. Well, talking to speakers, especially like it's, I was chatting to a few people um, like uh, Matthew, Wirral, Finney, Mwop from Zend and a few others were having this conversation at Sunshine. And, and it is really weird when people come up to you and, and they've like, it's their first conference they've been to and um, they've like not met any speakers before. And they come like running up to you and just like, can we have a photograph? Oh my God, it's so cool to meet you. It's so cool to meet you. The only response to that is like, hey, cheers. Man. This is well weird. <laughs> Uh, so you're, you're actually kind of scaring speakers by doing that anyway, because there there is no need for that shit. If you um, a podcast by Kayla Daniels called No Capes, where she kind of interviews people and tries to make them seem like normal people because they are, um, it is is kind of shows a lot of that off. And it's when people come up to you with this kind of starstruck thing, it's really truly scary and completely <laughs> unnecessary. You just be like, "Hey, Phil, how are you doing?" And we're like, "Cool, have we met." And we go, "No, uh, all right, cool. Let's chat about." Do you like kayaking? Like yeah. talk about anything in the world, yeah. but just don't be, yeah, don't be like, ah. Yeah. Like, next time you, if you ever see Phil, just ask, how's the ribs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is what it that one? Jab. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two things about the conference, just quickly. Uh, one for you, Fraser. Uh, one of the sponsors is Silver Stripe CMS. Is that right? That's quite interesting, interesting yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, first time I ever heard of that, it's like for you, actually. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a massive thing. We only found out about it in New Zealand because um, it's a, a New Zealand-based. Yeah, it was, it was Wellington. Yeah, Wellington. Um, so it's quite big in New Zealand. I think Germany's got quite a big following, um, and I think England's or England, the UK, is yeah. slightly behind. But uh, yeah, it seems to be getting a bit bigger, and I do enjoy. Yeah, I do enjoy using it. Yeah, yeah. And one for you, Ed. Uh, one of the talks is on DDD. Domain so, like the buzzword exactly. DDD because we do DDD. Yeah. You know. Because yeah, that's what everyone... that's what you do, right? DDD. Uh, you know, what? this is it. It's like TDD. You know, it's just like yeah, I I I do that. It's like no people. Yeah, yeah. it's quite funny <laughs> that it is the buzzword of it all. The fact. So, that what is like, DDD? Is it like I hope, I'm hoping it's going to be development driven development. Domain driven design. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds easier. <laughs> so it came back. It came right around from like a book that Eric Evans wrote in like 2003, um, and it's it is it's huge in the fact that. It makes you think of a problem and tackles it in a, in a way that you know solving the problem for the for the business or for the, you know solving the problem and writing code in the way that you know is solving the problem for that domain is probably the worst explanation ever made for that thing. Um, but really, in in essence, there's a couple of like technical things that you know come from it: repositories, entities, uh, value objects, and things. But then the actual real core of it is that. Dealing with solving the problem for the domain, dealing with ubiquitous language, which is the fact that, you know, you need to talk to the domain experts, which are the people that you're actually solving the problem for, um, you know, writing code that actually expresses the problem where, you know, like as you, you know, you normally start off, say, with a tech spec of what you're doing. 
actually expressing that in code and you know really solving it in a way that allows another programmer to come to see the program and see the software and see you know that the problem how it was solved what it's actually solving because it's actually something that even a domain expert could come and see and you know actually see oh actually yeah that makes sense that's how i'm solving it it's yeah i don't think i've at all i don't know if anyone else here has actually looked into ddd i haven't no I've, I've avoided I've avoided it completely. Um, <laughs> it's it's been around for a really long time, mm. and in the PHP community, it's gone through this massive resurgence of suddenly being like the only way in which you should make yeah. software, and it's not true at all. No, it's um, totally wrong. There's loads of articles out there about how uh, DDD is just like one way of doing things, and it's like you probably don't want to be doing it that way. To be honest, it's got some some nice ideas, but for the average person out there trying to make some basic website with a blog and a hotel booking page. There's no way in hell you need to do any sort of DDD and, and everyone's trying to and it scares me. No, that's absolutely it. I think that's the thing. It's like it solves problems when you have a complex problem to solve. You know, if it's a simple CRUD application, there's no point in adding this layer which will just overcomplicate the problem. You're just over-engineering it to the hell. Um, you know, but if you've got a problem that actually, you know, has lots of bounded contexts and and this idea that, you know, separated parts and everything, it, it does work. But as you say, like people do like the idea of like, hey, I'm just going to try and do it here. And then they just, yeah, they make like a hotel booking system, which could be very simple into this most this beast for no reason. Well, it sounds cool. It'd be good to learn about anyway. at the uh, who, who, do you, Who's doing the uh, DDD talk? Oh, now you're asking. Okay, let me have a look. It is... Matthias? Oh, oh, Gordon Skinner? Oh, no, uh, Matthias Weinbach. If it's him, then I would know, but yeah. Not... Uh, I can tell you about him. He is CTO at ReChannel. Don't know if that means anything to anyone. Um... <laughs> so mean. <laughs> don't even tell anyone. I mean, I'm not slagging the guy off. I just don't know. But yeah, it should be good. I'm looking forward to it learning like i say because just being doing the uh the masters and stuff a lot of my stuff's been java based so i really have um i've slipped out of date with php that's bad though i think you know the language you use today to day you know and like concepts that you get from other languages yeah Yeah, you will bring them in and and that's actually one thing i would like to talk like phil Mm. actually like um, do you what other languages do you look in uh, look at at the moment? Do you do because I mean the thing is everyone says oh you're a PHP developer, obviously because that's where you've came from your fame and everything. I know you've done Python and Ruby, and mm. I'm wondering like what what currently is your stack actually at the workplace you do? And is there any like languages you like playing around with in your free time like Clojure or functional stuff? Right. Uh, so I don't actually write PHP code at the moment at all, and I haven't done for four or five months. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Jed. <laughs> which, <laughs> which confuses some people, I think. But um, I, I'm still involved in a few things like uh, advising for you know the league and for yeah. uh, piracy MS, but I don't actually hands-on do any coding for them. Um, I'm actually trying to fix some bugs in PHP itself. I'm kind of playing with writing some C to actually add features because I thought getting involved with internals would be a, a huge barrel of laughs. Um, but I've been... <laughs> I've been uh, writing in Ruby for quite a while, but not quite not as extensively as I have now. So my new job is uh, Rails and Go. So I'm doing those Boom. a lot. How are you and enjoying Rails? Rails is actually pretty fun. So I, I used Rails mostly in like 2010, 11 somewhere. Um, was like where most of my experience was with it. And since then, like dabbled with Ruby, uh, you know, on its own in a few different places. But um, I'm I'm using it to build an API, and we have another Rails core developer 
on the team, which really helps me out. So when I get that stuck, that is pretty awesome. Hey. Yeah, knowledge base. Um, and we were using some functionality called Rails API, which is one of Rails 4.2's newest, you know, best features or whatever. Uh, so my main concerns with Rails in the past were that the whole generated code and the CRUD system and that like you Magic. build this admin panel and then you kind of have this API just kind of you know shoved on the end by putting .json on the end there. It felt like a really gross, disgusting way of doing anything and I really didn't like using Rails for anything. Um, but now with Rails API in, in 4.2, uh, we're just building purely an API and then we've got an Ember.js front end and a bunch of other stuff kind of integrating with it. Um, it's actually not any different from Laravel. So... Um, we've got Active Model Serializer. It's the same as my Fractal system so that we can kind of uh, serialize and, and present data. Um, and everything else is just JSON in, JSON out. We've got uh, the, you know, the Active Model uh, ORM instead of the uh, Eloquent ORM, and then controllers are the same, and everything's basically the same. So we just get the, the only difference is that Ruby has a much nicer syntax. That, yeah, we can't knock that, really. I mean, that's the thing, because you've actually played with Python as well. Wasn't that in your last job? You yes. did a lot of Python work. So how... The two languages together, who would you say, what would you prefer to use like on a day-to-day? Uh, it's a tricky one because Python is much... <laughs> if we're looking purely at the syntax, um, yep. PHP just doesn't win at oh, all. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's kind of all over the place. Like I love it. I'm not knocking it, whatever, but it is all over the place. Uh, Ruby and Python uh, both have a much cleaner syntax, um, but I feel like that there's something very very different about the two. And with Ruby, it's all about being completely vague. Um, you're intentionally vague. Something could be a local variable, or it could be a local method, or it could be a global method, who, who, uh, global variable. It's all really weird, and you kind of overwrite things in a weird way. You don't know if you're talking Monkey to... Monkey patching uh, everything. And, yeah. Exactly. It's just like this really weird way of working, where you're like, who knows? Guess, whatever. Mm. Play printing? No, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Just pass these random things around. It could exactly. be a way. Could be Developer an happiness. Ah. Developer happiness. <laughs> it's really bizarre. But then Python is so incredibly specific. That when you put a method on a class, if you want to pass in self, which is this, yeah. if, you, if you want to access yeah. you know, this, you have to actually say this is the first argument. So it, it, this, while the syntaxes are both quite similar between uh, Ruby and, and Python, I do quite like that Python is intentionally specific, whereas Ruby is just, who knows? Um, <laughs> well, actually, that kind of actually moves on to actually a well PHP Town Hall episode you recorded yesterday, which is about, like, you know, pitch we have programming you know kind of describing programs in the program uh you know with python you know you say intention you know intentionally known and one of them is obviously scala type hinting in php which is you know documenting you know code and you know trying to actually you know add intent in code yeah um so I mean, I, I've looked into it. I think, you know, both Mike and, you know, Fraser have had a little bit into it and stuff. But kind of, do you mind giving like a general gist of what the Scala type pin? We had Joe on and he's spoken about, he's given his opinions on it. Yeah, I, I saw that kind episode. Of, and I'm just wondering what your kind of opinions are like on, you know, the whole RFC and, and the the way, like the direction they're going with like stuff like the declare and things like that. Yeah. Well, you you saw the uh, the town hall podcast, and it was a bit of a mess. So I'll try and do this very succinctly because those those guys couldn't bless them. Um, with the scalar type hint thing, scalar type hints first are integers, floats, things like that. We've already in PHP got arrays and callables. You can you can you can say this argument has to be one of these things, and if it's not, it will freak out so that you know that there was a problem, and you can fix your code. Um, that, that's never been done with uh, integers, floats, uh, strings, and things like that because um, it's quite hard to work out exactly how to do it. 
Um, there's two camps, essentially, which is uh, weak and, and strict. Um, and PHP is generally a weakly typed language. So you can pass with the core functions or uh, anywhere else. You can pass something into... Uh, if a core function... You can do strlen on an integer, for example, which is yeah. nuts, right? You shouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. but, but you can, because fuck it. And it doesn't matter if that's an actual integer or whether it's a string that contains yeah. an integer. It doesn't care. And things like when you're outputting, um, when you're outputting JSON, uh, because of all the MySQL... Uh, st- all the data coming out of the MySQL database, that's already, uh, it's always a number inside a string. A Boolean, instead of being true or false, it's one or zero inside a string. So PHP, because of this, the way that a lot of it works as being weakly typed, a lot of the other functions expect it to be weakly typed because you think you're working with an integer that came from the database or from the browser, but really it's kind of a stringy integer. So the, weak, the people that want the weak typing are saying that weak typing is generally, they know it's kind of a shitty idea, but for PHP to be consistent with how everything else works, it really should be weakly typed. Otherwise, you're going to have to go around uh, casting everything everywhere. Um, you know, if you're going to have to say, pass this variable into this, arg- uh, into this argument, but, you know, brackets int first yeah. so it can be converted, which kind of sucks. But in a lot of instances, developers actually do want that. They don't want to have to, you know, cast everywhere, but they do want their code to say, you're expecting a, a float and you've just passed an integer in. That's not cool. You have to fix that. So the idea of this RFC is that um, it, it combines, it's weak by default and it's strict if you enable it. And you can enable it with something called the declare uh, statement. Have either of you guys, any of you guys ever heard of the declare statement in PHP before? I've never, does it even exist yet? I mean, I'm amazed. It, it does. Yeah. Really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. okay, that's mind blowing. It's existed for quite a while. Um, and I kind of completely forgot it existed. And it's something to do with like threading. I don't know what it's, what it's for. The only mode that it changes so far is like something to do with ticks and, and ticks. I have no idea what they are. So if you look it up, it, it does exist and it's really weird. That's um, great because I thought that was another thing that we were adding for this and that was another reason why we wouldn't want, you know, like we're adding this extra. But if Declare's already in there, then... Declare's already in there, but people don't like the way that it works. So um, people, ah. men- people mention a scoping issue. Um, basically, with, with Declare, in the RFC, the example is that you're meant to use Declare at the very top of a file to say that everything in this file is going to act strictly now. And it only... Declare only affects anything from where it's used and down. So if you put if you put declare in file A, it won't affect file B at all. Um, and if you put uh, the declare halfway down file A, things above it won't be affected. They won't be made strict. Just everything okay. below it. You can also uh, use a block for it, uh, just like an if statement has you know block uh, parameters. Um, so you can say everything inside this block is going to be strict, but then afterwards nothing will be. So that's kind of a cool feature, kind of handy, maybe. Um, what people don't like is the scoping issue where if you were to have a class and inside you know, one method you put, uh, you put declare equals whatever, then what does that affect? Does that affect the entire that's class? It, yeah. Does that affect usage? If you have it in a function um, and then there's code underneath the function, then it would actually affect all of the code underneath the function and anything inside that function body after the declare. So it's, it's, it is kind of confusing, but if I saw someone putting like declare halfway through a method, I would punch them in the head. That, that's <laughs> exactly, it's just good <laughs> sensible programming. It's because I right. mean, in, in, in JavaScript, they have use into, you know, use strict, you know, string at the top of the thing, you know, to say, okay, now this is what this is going to be doing. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it works really well. 
for what it is. I mean, it would be nice that it was strict, but then, you know, always strict. But then the way of PHP, as you say, being a loosely typed language, we we want to be able to chuck around things as data, you know, not caring about the type. We care about how we want to use it. Yeah. And that that really is kind of, you know, the, 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 the battle between the two camps is that, you know, we've kind of got very much gone on to decide now that we want, you know, to our code code to be almost like, you know, mathematically correct, <laughs> you know, where, you know, we, we know exactly what's going on from the fact of being pragmatic, being like, well, let's just get this job done. And it's these two camps. And I mean, I can understand Joe's argument, though, where the fact that, you know, with arrays, with uh, abstract types, you know, classes and stuff and callables, there are no type coercions. There are no, you know, but the thing is, we can get that back by declaring strict types. But it's on a per I'm assuming it's on a per file basis. It is on a per file basis. Per file yeah. basis. So you couldn't say a whole project was strict typed. You'd have to then each file that you declare would then have yep. to have this. Yeah, and that's that's a bit of an ask. But by yeah. by having having it local to that one file only, you kind of avoid any other weird that, changes. That, that's the problem, is it? Yeah, it's kind of like the lesser of two evils where you can then deal with like yeah. that. But yeah, it's only this file that's handling it, and you can maintain it. Right. I mean, if you have if you have just this one declare in this one file, then it's only going to affect the one file. If you were to have something like an application level setting, and then some developer comes in and says, "Oh my, you know, I'm trying to write this feature, but it keeps complaining. I'm just going to turn it off at the you know start of the index.php. <laughs> You've just broken everything." Um, or if you have it as an any setting and you build everything to uh, you know, if you have it off by default, and then some developer puts it on their computer and they've got it turned on, then everything's broken yeah. again. So having this like wide-reaching thing is really dangerous, whereas having the kind of the local file-only thing is better. But declare you know, the whole halfway through a file thing kind of scares some people, but just don't be a twat about it. Just do it properly, you know? Yeah. So what, uh, with all that, so I'm, I'm guessing assuming you're you know, for it, definitely. You want it in there? Yeah, I've got a yes vote in there. And um, I, I nearly he, changed it to no after the uh, after the town hall recording yesterday. We it got so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and do you reckon it's going to go through? Uh, currently, it's passing with a two thirds majority. This uh, at the time of recording, uh, there's still nine days left, I think. So it, I'm looking hopeful. But after people start watching the town hall episode, they might change their minds as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, because so, you've had uh, you know a couple of experiences, you know, dealing with like PHP RFCs and stuff with Joe, you know, in particular, like yeah. the array of Ugh. was your first one, um, you know, and that was an interesting one, I'm sure. I remember we were talking about that. Um, are there any RFCs in the pipeline with you and Joe? I know you string, I know uh, Unicode strings. Is that RFCified? Is that? Oh something? yeah, I don't remember if we ever did anything about that. I think that one, I just, I just helped him write up some of the language. Um, and then he did it. I was like, don't put my name on that RFC. I can't be bothered with that right now. Um, I don't know what's happening there. And I'll, I'll talk to him about it. The only other RFC that we've done um, was I was looking through phpsadness.com because uh, I was bored. And I was looking for existing, uh, for, for any of the remaining things that we haven't fixed already. Uh, I was looking to see what of them were just him complaining that it's not Python and which <laughs> could actually be fixed. And I found one that was um, using the reflection uh, using reflection, sorry, if you're looking through arguments going into uh, uh, into a method, if you do get class on a class that isn't available via the autoloader, then it just errors and you're, and you're screwed. Yeah, which is kind of annoying. So if you're trying to find out, like, oh, what's this class? Yeah. You have to do get, get class. It actually instantiates the class. And then you use yeah. uh, name, name to find out what it's called, uh, which obviously is performant or 
not possible. Um, so it's a really trivial, weird edge case, but I thought it'd be a fun thing to look into. And I was talking to, to Joe about it, and then he just like pasted me this gist back, and he was like, here's the code. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh, man. Yep. So he's, he gave me the code. I trimmed it up a little bit and implemented some other feedback um, and wrote the test for it. And, and that taught me how the whole writing tests for IRCs work. And that's what got me into trying to actually fix some bugs. Because I feel like once you've just, like learning any language, once you've written how to have this really tight loop of just like tweak something, run yep. the test, tweak something, Quick run feedback. the test, you can teach yourself a language really quickly just by doing that little thing. Um, so that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and get this IRC to pass. I'm going to see if I can fix a few other bugs just to kind of and start. That's awesome, man! Like it's good to co- yeah, contributing it. And how are you enjoying C then? Uh, it's okay. I used a bit of C back in college, but uh, it just feels it feels is like it, an is old. Is it weird the whole macros thing? And like, because I suppose the thing is, you've got the C language, but then you've got the actual PHP, you know, project, which is this whole other beast. Yeah, learning learning c is really quite easy yep. learning how the whole zend engine parsing tokenizer serializer stuff working out all that, how all that stuff works is pretty difficult because there's like 20 years worth of history in there and a bunch of other stuff so yeah but, that's uh, gonna take me a really long time i'm not gonna pretend that i even have a vague <laughs> clue how this shit works yet i mean this is the thing this is why you've got like joe and these people that you know <laughs> are nice enough to kind of you know give their time to it because it's yeah you're right i mean are there any good like uh, online resources? Because I know there's PHP. Uh, what was it? PHP Internals. Yeah, I can't remember the link for that. I was mm. really looking for it. It's a PHP Internals book or something that they yeah. started on. And they've started on, but they haven't finished. And I was just like, yes, we need that. That would be awesome to be. And I know that Sarah Goodman, like she made one. Yes. Yeah, like she she wrote a book a couple of years ago on it and stuff. And it is interesting because obviously the transformation now with PHP seven. And the changes in there. I'm yeah, wondering. that's that's the problem. I don't want to start learning how it all works. That's and the... like, Surprise! It's <laughs> <Yeah>. changed. Because <laughs> are you keeping yourself up to date with like the PHP seven stuff, and not only the yeah. features and like the language itself, like the high level language, but also the internals and all that funky stuff. Mm. Yeah, there's, 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 <laughs> just there's to you there. You're like mm, another Viking in maybe. <sighs> no, I mean, yeah, I'm keep I'm keeping up on it. Like I I, I read internals and I I try, I try and keep out of it, but occasionally I tell someone to shut up but um it's there's a lot going on and it's it's actually all really positive like i'm really impressed with what's going on in internals i'm really impressed with php 7 uh php ng as they were calling it the branch that yeah. they, they were working on like that was a good 20 percent faster like it just made php just bang straight out of the gate 20 percent faster since merging into ma- uh, into master they've actually reduced it but like they've got another 15 percent performance boost out of That's it insane. so it's crazy. Just by installing PHP 7, your code's going to be crazy fast, um, which is, there's, there's some really cool stuff happening. It's just, there's a lot. And I'm in a weird position where I'm like, I don't even go here. You know, I don't, I don't use PHP now, so I'm not entirely well, sure that, what that's I'm doing. It, that's the funny thing. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're in your day job, you're using Ruby, but then you're handling all these issues in a completely different language. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like, do you ever think you'll get away from PHP or do you think it'll be what something you'll come back to or are you looking yeah, to like... I might just get myself an Xbox or something. Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly I need a hobby. I don't know. Uh, no, but you're doing a great job with it. I mean, like, so with Ru- have you ever thought of delving into the Ruby and Python communities more? Like, do you kind I of... I don't really think I need to. Like, I never tried delving into the PHP community. I, I kind of... The only reason anyone knows who I am is because I made stuff they needed and wrote blogs about stuff they wanted well, to learn about. Stuff you needed, yeah. Stuff you needed. Yeah, exactly. You were nice enough to give it away, you know, and that's it. It's Right, so... I- 
that whole thing was like a really weird situation and I'm not going to try and go like, hey, Ruby community, I'm yours now. Give me attention. <laughs> like, I, I don't really care about that. But everything that I've tried to find to use, the Ruby, they've just got it. That's why I got so fed up. Like my little rant a while ago about like PHP Attack of the Clones. Um, you look around the, the community of, of PHP and like every single day someone's released a new router and it's exactly the same but worse than other existing routers. There's all these things that people are just knocking out piece of crap after piece of crap instead of working on, like, together on making good things. On one um, good thing. One solid good thing right. that we can all if, agree on. If you, if you look at routers, if you search router in packages, there's like 100,000 routers and they're all shit. So <laughs> I get a bit annoyed in the PHP community that people just work to, you know, work separately on rubbish. Whereas in the Ruby and Python communities, they seem to, like, come together and work together on really good things. That's if you want... If you want like a Twitter client, we don't have one good one. We have a hundred shit ones, but uh, the P- the Python community have two amazing ones. So. so that's that's interesting. Like the different communities, then, because like, so you say because you feel that because PHP maybe like people are more in silos where they're just like doing their own thing, and then yep. like with Ruby and Python, you get these kind of. I mean, you will get other you know people implementing their own ones, but then you'll get the comp you know the one that people the most favored. Yeah, for sure. But it's like the de facto standard. Fact, like, yeah. you know. It's the one you well, go to. It's like, yeah, this is what you do. It's like Sinatra for a micro framework, Ruby Rails for, you know, a full stack framework. Absolutely, yeah. Um, it, I find it weird how in the PHP community, there are some some areas where people just don't do this. If you look at um, logging, for example, there's monologue. Yep. Uh, and then like Apache 4 log, uh, Apache 4 PHP log is like the second closest. Um, if you look at uh, HTTP um, clients, then there are quite a few around that have all got one or two installs or whatever, but it's you just you just have Guzzle and maybe Buzz and and requests, and those are the options you have. Um, but if you look at things like routing or, or like I can't think of the other ones I was complaining about now, there are certain areas where people just go nuts. Or sorry, yeah, like uh, tiny frameworks where they say it's a rest a restful framework. Like, what does a restful framework mean? You accept HTTP verbs? Well done. That's like nothing to do with rest. Um, <laughs> And there's just it's, there's just certain things that people just you know waste their time on instead of actually helping other people, and it would be great if that could stop. But I don't know if it ever will. Yeah, PHP community. Durant. <laughs> actually, speaking about that, then so League of Extraordinary Packages, uh, yes. how is it doing? Uh, su- surprisingly well. Um, Amazingly well. <laughs> so I was looking at the statistics uh, while I was uh, in Miami for. Um, well, I was in Miami. Was it sunshine? Well, I was in Miami. You know, I'm just like chilling on the beach. Don't know why I mentioned that. That was just a humble brag. Uh, <laughs> so looking at the stats, and uh, what's amazing is that now the fly system, this this one yes. of the leads, now that yes. that's been included in Laravel five, and Laravel five has launched. Our statistics are crazy. Uh, we had 250,000 installs before that, so that's just you know starting starting at 250,000. In 30 days, it went up to, uh, I think, 8,000. And today, it's, it's like 5,000. So you can see like the massive ramp up of how many installations we're getting. If last, in that whole last month, we got 8,000. And then like yesterday, we got four or 5,000. Um, so some of our packages like are getting pretty crazy right now. That is pretty crazy. Uh, sorry, Fraser and Mickey. I've completely no, hogged like that. Mate, not at all, man. I'm enjoying it. Oh, you're enjoying <laughs> it. Wow. Okay. So yeah, yeah I'll carry on then. You go for it, yeah. I'll go for it. You go for it, girl. No, that's weird. <laughs> um, very weird. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That was really weird. Um, no, so, yeah. Uh, I've completely lost my train of thought now. 
This is what happens. I don't know. We're chatting about the league. We're chatting about the league. We are chatting about the league. Um, so, are there any recent like new additions? Because I know like Fly System, which has been great. We had we had um, is that uh, Frank De Jongers? Yeah, thing. Frank Young. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had him on like a probably probably mid last year actually. He's, yeah, he's just really a nice tweet. guy. Yeah. Um, so, what, are there currently any new packages like in like? Because how do you how do you because I know you've got like a submission process. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we we came up with a slightly more formalized one recently because. Uh, it was it was getting a bit nuts. Like I, the the league started off as just kind of me and a couple of my buddies wanted to have a funny namespace to release yeah, things under. Exactly, um, just trying to think of things. Right, and it was like I don't need to call it Sturgeon, and I can't remember how to spell Frank's surname half the time. So <laughs> let's just do this. And uh, then we got a load of people involved, and everyone started saying like, "Take my code, take my code." And we're like, "Okay, maybe." Um, so we've got a proper formal um, package submission guideline now on our wiki. Um, and you pretty much just like throw some code up there and, and there's a few rules for like explain it like I'm five because people keep submitting these these packages and they're like, well, you see this um, this command bus system takes handlers with and then yep. you integrate those with adapters and then that reconfigures the combobulator. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. I haven't got a goddamn clue. I've just read a paragraph and I don't know what this code does. Um, so <laughs> we've told people to explain it like we're five and um, and point out who the competitors are and and why it's different and why you know what the pros and cons are compared to those other packages because um, a lot of people we had like three command buses being submitted and uh, somebody else uh, Brandon Savage submitted something called Boo Boo which was pretty much the same as Whoops and we were like okay why is it different to Whoops and things like that just like tell us why it's different or better and we can we can get it on there but um, Boo Boo is actually looking pretty good. Uh, whoops has been discontinued so that might you know replace it yeah, so what happened there with whoops i don't know i think he just made all the features he wanted to make and then didn't make yeah, more then it, I, I can't, it... I, sorry oh no no you carry on man i mean I don't, I don't know exactly what happened there and i don't know why taylor kicked it out i guess taylor wanted a bit more control but because mm. um, yeah, i was thinking laravel 5 it's gone and discontinued and it's like oh that was quite cool <laughs> yeah yeah it was a shame but, uh, but that, yeah, I suppose that's the trouble with working with it. a lot of different open source, different people. If you're kind of aggregating things together, you're going to get maybe this kind of, you know, like people would then start, well, you know, their passion for that project may go. If no one else wants to bring it up, it will stay stagnant, like Pretty the uh, mCrypt type thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of what we're trying to do with the league is that, that um, with all the packages, a lot of those have changed hands a few times of who's running them. Um, and what, what you usually see, you see this in a lot of communities and it really sucks. This, this is especially prominent in the Node community. Anyone? Yes. Node developers? No, uh, no. no. Well, I'm a little bit, but yes. No, I, I, I okay. do know your pain. I've dabbled. There's, there's like this one guy who made pretty much every single Node module. It, it was like... Creation X single... or something is his name. Creation Yeah, yeah whatever it is. Guy. Like in every single programming language, there's this like mad gold rush to be the first person to make a goddamn HTTP client. Like that will, you know, <laughs> someone will make a bronze statue out of, out of you once you do it. But this guy basically did that land rush, but with everything. He just made everything. And then one day he was like, ah, fuck it. I can't really be bothered to maintain these anymore, uh, but I won't give them away. And so they were just there and no one could do anything about it. And it sucked. So then, of course, everyone is like, the king's dead. Everyone's got, I'm trying to grab power. So they're all making forks. So everyone's running around all over the place, forking off his, his code libraries. And there's 20 different versions of everything. And the whole thing was a goddamn mess. 
Um, so with the league, we're trying to avoid that sort of thing where we've got certain packages which we feel like could be de facto standard packages anyway. Um, and then if our, we, we, you know, we're avoiding bus factor by saying if, uh, if Frank dies, then I've got access to all of his stuff. We can keep it on the same Git repo and we can keep on pushing updates. And unless you look at the Git uh, commit history, you wouldn't have a clue that it changed that's hands. That's awesome. That is a so, great thing. That's, yeah, that's truly valuable because, yeah, it shouldn't be, you know, this thing that, you know, I mean, once something becomes that big, you really have to kind of let go of it as a personal project. It's yeah. now become more than just a personal project. It's become part of the community. For sure. Like if, if uh, that's why a lot of people move things to organizations, right? So uh, Composer, it's not on yep. Geordie's personal little uh, little page there. There's a few people that have access to it. Because if, if Geordie gets hit by a bus, and I hope he doesn't, he's nice. Um, <laughs> he's, he's currently in London, so his chances of getting hit he by is, a well, bus... He is, well, that's the thing. Yeah, I, think, yeah. I actually met up with him. Yeah, he is nice. He's a nice guy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if he gets hit by a bus or if he doesn't survive another night of drinking with me, then we don't want the entire <laughs> PHP community to be dead. Uh, to be ruined with, you know, uh, their, their composer stuff. So, yeah, you've got to take the stuff away from... It, it, it's hard to take it away from your personal name because ego, but it's also just really just selfish to keep it under your name and stranglehold it, you know? No, I completely agree, man. Like, And, like, how is uh, Pyro CMS doing? Oh, really well. They're about to get a version 3 out, finally. I was thinking, you've kind of taken a back seat with Pyro CMS. Yeah, it got acquired. So they gave me money and now yep. I'm an advisor. That's awesome. See, this is the thing, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, you moved away from it. You know, was it was it yeah. hard moving away from it? Like, that was your baby kind of thing, or it it was really hard. But they've, I know, the people that bought it were part of the team. Basically, half the team bought out the other half of the team, um, and and their plans for it are much bigger. Uh, their plans are everything that I wanted to do and a whole lot more. And it's actually going to look prettier because they've got designers. So that helps. Designers are supposedly good, you know. Incredible. We've been fucked over by designers so many times. Our <laughs> products always looked kind of terrible, even though it's functionally awesome. Um, but they're doing a great job. They ask me for my advice when they want it, and and that's a pretty good system. And I get a little check every month, so I'm I'm pretty happy with the Beer way money. it works. Can't go wrong there. Can't go wrong there. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so uh, other than like you know, obviously cracking ribs in cracking ribs in Brooklyn, and you know doing work. Like, what else do you do? Like, outside nah, you, of you nailed it. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Solid man. Solid. That's I, it. I, I ride my bike around. I try and avoid getting hit by buses. Um, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. There's, do you enjoy? Uh, do you enjoy Britain life? Do you enjoy like American life compared to up north? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I say up north because Bristol. I know it's Bristol. I know it's. Bristol. No, I was, I was in Newcastle for a while. I, you know, I got the same. I, I, I'll tell you what. Being over here with the accent definitely helps me out. Um, there we go. <laughs> being in being in Newcastle with this accent got me punched a lot. Being, uh, <laughs> being in New York with this accent means I get you know more attention from the ladies. So none of these things are too bad. Is that true then? I always thought that was like a rumour, but that actually works. Well, now you pipe up, Mickey. Now you pipe up. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> now you're finding our subjects. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 basically the accent thing doesn't like do everything for you, but it's a good icebreaker. So you yeah. can just be sat there and people like, you know, just people that want to be friends or whatever, guys, girls, they'll, they'll come and start talking to you. And then you've just got to try and use a bit of charm after that. But it, it okay. when, I was in, when I was in Newcastle, they would just be like, 
you sound like a farmer. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so, uh, I got up north, I was like, oh, you always talk so posh. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> my dad's side of the family's from Carlisle, so I spent a bit of time in Carlisle. I remember last time I went up there, I went for a beer with my dad. I went to the bar and ordered a couple of beers. And then, like, the girl behind the bar was like, oh, you sound really posh. I'm like, nah. <laughs> Compared to you, maybe. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heathens. But we do get quite a few emails, actually, don't we, from American listeners, like, yeah. saying, like your podcast couldn't understand a word you were saying or, or something like that, don't we? I must have yeah. had like four or five of those. Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Burrell, he's he's one that gets in touch quite often. He's my favourite. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a one in but he seems to understand what, what we talk about. Yeah, true, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we've only had like four or five where they said just couldn't couldn't get on with the accent or something, haven't we? Something yeah. Like that, so. Uh, I get it. I get it all the time. There's a running joke in the office as well. Uh, most of our staff are. are in, well, we've got a very international, diverse um, staff. We've got uh, like a bunch of people from Colombia, Argentina, Brazil, Spain, Italy, everywhere. And there's only me and one American dude that are English as a first language out of like 25 people. Wow. Um, and the running joke is that their English is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just said, like, all these weird words. And, like, the other day I said, like, happy as Larry. And they're like, who's Larry? <laughs> like, ah, it's just a phrase, isn't it? <laughs> Where? <laughs> in it. What's in it? Oh, there you go. No. Okay. Oh, man. Well, oh. I guess we have kind of got to the hour mark. Uh, so I don't know if there's anything, Ed, you wanted to cover before we kind of... No, I, I want to say thank you, Phil, for coming on. Sorry yeah. about the unstructuredness of this. Um, I literally rushed back from uh, work today, and it's been a bit crazy. Not as crazy as you breaking ribs, obviously. Um, so that puts me to shame. Um, I can blame trains, but, you know, that's standard English service. Uh, anyway, uh, but no, it's been great, man. Thank you for coming on again. Yeah, thank you really very much for coming on. Yeah. And... Lovely talking to you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me back a second time. Uh, well, it's great, man. I mean, honestly, you're, other more than... guests. <laughs> no, you're more than welcome to come on whenever you like. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Cool. Should we uh, leave it there, then? I think Absolutely. we should wrap it up, mate. Go on, go on you do the deed. Oh, no, no, you go, you go. You, Me? No, you no, no, let Fraser let Fraser. Oh, Fraser, yeah, go, go on. on, Fraser. What, what am I doing? You're just saying, you're saying goodbye. That's, that's oh, like, sorry, I thought there was goodbye. like, I, mean, it's... I thought you'd like come up with some massive like farewell greeting or something. Yeah, thank you, thank you one and all for listening to our podcast. And uh, yeah, it's been lovely talking to Phil and I will speak, see you soon. That was really bad, wasn't it? That was You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at 3devsandamaybe.com or follow us on Twitter at the number 3, Devs and a Maybe.